a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Never seen the sky so blue. The birds are singing, I got nothing to do. Hey, 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 hey. It's a sunny day. Sunny day now. My pocket's empty, my cupboard's bare. But call me illogical, I just don't care. Hey, hey, hey. It's just a sunny day. It's the KSL Greenhouse. Expert tips for flowers, trees, gardens, and soil. Our hosts are Maria Chaleos and Ton Bettis on KSL News Radio. Good morning, and thank you for joining us for the KSL Greenhouse. Welcome to a new year, a new voice for the show, a new open. What do you think? That was good. It took me by surprise. Yes. Initially, a little bit jarring, but not in a bad way. It's like, wait, this isn't our open. Good morning, everyone, and thanks for joining us for the greenhouse. Uh, Maria and Ton with you this morning. We'll be taking your calls at 801-575-8255. You can text us at 57500. We're, we're really creatures that don't like change. Don't you think well, that's that true? opening has been... The opening, what, 15, 20 years oh, at least? Really? I mm. think. Okay. It was when Larry was still around. So no wonder change is difficult yes. for us. Okay. Well, good morning. This morning we are starting off the plant of the week, uh, snake plant. Now that's not a sign of what's to come for the year, is it? Dawn? No. Uh, <laughs> other names include Sansevieria. Why did they use it? I guess it does kind of look like a snake's tongue. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the other name plant. for it is mother-in-law's tongue. So um, it's actually a pretty interesting plant, yes, house plant, uh, so that you can enjoy in- indoors. The reason I wanted to talk about it, and I don't think we've actually ever covered it. It's probably among the top two or three easy to care for house plants. Mm-hmm. So a good one for beginners. Yes, and okay. the the structure of the plant it has leaves that come up out of the ground, and. If it's allowed to, it'll form almost like in where it's native to more warmer areas, it'll form more of a ground cover look. But in a pot, the leaves can get two or three feet tall if the pot is big enough. But it's just one of those plants that if you have a hot room or a cool room or a room with no windows but has good fluorescent light, it'll survive. Right. And it is interesting um, because it's not like your other house plants that kind of have stems and leaves. This one, these leaves just come right out of the out of the soil. Yeah. It just comes right up. And it's more, I don't want to call it a statement plant, but it's one that will attract a lot of attention because the leaves or that tall, narrow, it almost looks like a Dracaena leaf, if you're familiar with the Dracaenas. 
that come up out of the ground and they're usually variegated to where the middle will be green and the outside is yellow or white. I've seen other forms of it to where it may have white um, spots on the leaves. Mm-hmm. And when I say that, not disease looking spots, mm-hmm. but it's one of those that I, people either like it or they don't. And so when I give it an endorsement, it's one that I used to dislike, but it's kind of grown on me a little bit. And because it is so easy to take care of, it's one of those I think that deserves a conversation. And in certain situations, I really think it has a place in interior scapes to really attract attention to certain areas of a room or if a room maybe is just a little bit boring, it may be able to be used to dress that room up. Uh, my only experience with this is that Caitlin, who has a desk right next to mine, has one, and it grows pretty quickly. It does. So you're going, you're going to want to make sure you have a pot that's going to handle it. And once you transplant it, though, it'll survive in that pot for four or five years before it needs to be transplanted again. So just attesting to that low maintenance. Mm-hmm. And so it, when people ask me, well, what's the easiest house plant to take care of? This one, along with pothos and another plant called snake plant that's different, are among the top three easiest to take care of. And this one I really like because it just, like I said, it makes a bold statement. It has a completely different shape. And it just is really tolerant of a lot of different conditions. So when you come in the parking structure downstairs, on either side of the door are two great big planters of snake plant. You know, the other thing that's really interesting about this plant is the leaves, even though they grow tall and straight out of the soil, they don't flop over. They don't flop over at all, and so they'll stay upright. But if you brush past the plant, they're not prickly. You know, I think that the newer leaves, the very tip, may have just a little bit of a sharp edge, but Mm -hmm. you can just take a pair of scissors and clip just like an eighth of an inch off and you're good. And so they're not sharp and so they're not going to create a hazard that way. So if someone does want to take on a snake plant, where what kind of conditions does it need? You say it's pretty hardy, but what does it really need? Ideally, and this is, is in its happy land where everything is good, off the side of a south or west window with several hours of indirect sun. However, If you have an office that has no windows, but the lights are on all day long, it's happy. If you have an area in your home, say a basement room where the heat isn't on all the time and it's in the high 50s, it's happy. If you have an area like down in the parking structure, you know, during the winter, it's in the 40s and low 50s down there, it's happy. And so it's just one of those things that as long as it's not dark all day long, it's just going to do well. When you transplant it, you want to put it into a cactus mix because it prefers well-drained soil. And so like most plants, if it's drowned to death, you know, and it's constantly wet, that will kill it. But otherwise, it's just one of those plants that you can almost walk away from besides watering and fertilizing it through the summer. Yeah. So water, what, every seven to 10 days? Yeah. In the winter, every seven to 10 days. In the summer, every five to seven. Okay. You're right. That is down in our parking structure. It is. It's in, outside in the parking structure. It is. That is funny. I hadn't even realized that. Okay. Anything else we need to know about it? It's widely available. You can pick them up from local box stores, local garden centers. I drove up to Layton uh, and purchased one. Our local stores were out, but um, 
I went up to uh, J&J up there to buy them. I had some other ulterior motives for going up there, but uh, locals, you know, Utah County cooks would probably have mm-hmm. it. Um, Weber County, um, Valley Nursery. So lots of places will have it. It's just one of those that you, when you see it, you're like, mm, I don't know if I want that, but I think it does grow on people. And it is just one of those that is so versatile that it's just one that I would recommend trying if you're just getting into house plants. Don't you think it's one that men would like more than women? It's more a more masculine plant. It is. I mean, it's got that tall, narrow, upright look to it, and it doesn't really get any flowers or anything. It it does have a very, when I say stark, not in a bad way, but it just has a very bold look to it. So on those leaves, do they need to be cleaned every once in a while? You can dust. Yes, have to be they clean. do. Yeah. You know, they're fairly easy to clean. All you would need to do is get a soft uh, hand towel or soft um, uh, paper towels, spray it with water, and just gently. Uh, they they really the other thing about them is, is they don't really get many pests or diseases. Uh. Occasionally, they can get some aphids or maybe some mealybug, but you can wipe that off with soapy water, and it usually, if you keep after it, cleans it up. All right. Join us in the conversation. The number to call with your questions, 801-575-8255. We have an article up now on the Facebook page, a, KSL video. Gre- a video up on the KSL Greenhouse Facebook page. So you can see much more. You've been busy over the holidays. Yes. I put this together last week thanks to our videographer in the office, JC, for doing that and got it up. Video on the snake plant on the KSL Greenhouse Facebook page. You can also text us your question, 57500. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. The Greenhouse Show on KSL News Radio. Good morning. Thank you for joining us for The Greenhouse Show, spending your Saturday with The Greenhouse. Did you notice that beautiful moon this morning, the full moon? Utah County had a lot of fog. I didn't see it until I got over the point of the mountain. The alarm went off and that moon was shining right through the top of our windows. It's beautiful. Yes. I got a chance to see that. Yeah, it was very beautiful. I Driving up here, uh, in some areas where it was thinner, you could see it through the fog a little bit. Mm -hmm. That was pretty neat. But uh, I I will say, driving up this morning, I left my house at 6.30 all the way up. There were policemen and highway patrolmen everywhere. Hmm. Accidents in three or four spots. There was one off the front. It's the full moon. Yeah, it may have been. I don't know. (laughs) I made it up just fine. But it was more crowded and more perilous Hmm. at 6.30 in the morning than usual. So I would... Encourage anybody driving I-15, please be careful. Right. We have a couple of people uh, chiming in about our conversation about the snake plant. Uh, one of those, Val, who enjoyed the conversation, uh, she says that she's had one that was her mother's. Uh, she's repotted it only once in 14 years since her death. She said her mom had it 20 or 30 years before that or longer. And uh, she's surprised she hasn't killed it. Well, it's they're one that, again, are very easy to take care of. 
And I would give yourself more credit than that, saying I'm surprised I haven't killed it. <laughs> but they, yeah, they're very long-lived, easy-to-take-care-of plants. So, again, we do have a couple of listeners who didn't hear the very beginning of the show. So let's make sure they know the plants that we are talking about this morning. Snake plant or mother-in-law's tongue, uh, Sansevieria. There's a few names out there, but I think the two most common are going to be Sansevieria and snake plant. But if you go into a local garden center and ask for for mother-in-law's tongue. It's a little bit of a cheeky name, so they'll know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> and again, you can see a video that Ton has put together on the KSL Greenhouse Facebook page. Uh, next listener says that their lemon plant has clusters of blossoms and now clusters of tiny lemons forming. Uh, do they need to take off some of the lemons in the clusters, like you, know, you thin a peach or a pear tree? Well, it, the problem you may run into is if they are on a thin branch, it may pull that branch down and snap it. And so if they're on a sturdy branch, you're probably okay, especially if there aren't a lot of lemons on there. But otherwise, I might thin some of those if it's on a fairly weak limb. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got an interesting article from one of our listeners, a very long article about their whole career in a uh, uh, growing lemon trees. I thought that it was very interesting because this person lived originally in California. And what was their name? I've forgotten their name. Okay, let's see who this came from. Um, and I appreciate this. Oh, this came from Kent Gardner in South Ogden. So, Kent, thanks for your article. But he pretty much goes through um, his experience with growing lemon trees from his time in California to here and trying to grow them in greenhouses and how tall and how quickly they grow. And it yeah. was a very interesting article. Thanks there are for sending that. a few people around that have had that experience. We had Malie on a few weeks ago because she lived in California and grew lemons and citrus and now does so. And so we really appreciate the time put into that. So thank you. Um, I think some of the folks actually want to know the other house plants you were talking about as well. We were saying that the snake plant, this is one that is much more hardy, like the pothos. And, and what were the others that you mentioned? Well, is there any way we can do like a prepaid calling card that for 50 cents we'll tell them the names? No. Oh, okay. Uh, pothos, P-O-T-H-O-S. <laughs> okay. So that's pothos is one. And then there's another plant called snake plant that looks... It has narrow leaves, but they're a lot softer, and it's the one that if you've ever been in a rain a raindrop, look at me go. It's mm. words are hard every Saturday morning it's in a, a doctor's year. office or a restaurant. They have little plantlets. They'll have a stem hanging down with little mini snake plants all up and down the stem hmm. that normally that plant would work its way along the ground and those would all form new plants and it would be more of a ground cover. But snake plant, the two types of snake plant, the pothos, hartley philodendron is another one that is quite easy that looks similar to pothos. Um, the ground cover type snake plant that you were talking about, what's the name of that one? Does it have a specific name? Oh, you had to ask me. I'm going to have to look up the Latin name. Because that is really interesting. I don't think I've ever seen that. Yeah, I'll look up the Latin name on the break. Okay. Just find some pictures so we can differentiate between the two. Okay. It's been 25 years since I had houseplants in school. (laughs) 
<laughs> okay. Well, you should come to my house. I have lots of house plants. Yes. You can tell me what all the different types are. Um, what is the plant, the house plant that puts out kind of it looks like kind of a stem, but it's brown? Is that the pothos that puts out kind of a? It could be. It's either that or Hartley philodendron. Okay. Uh, the Hartley philodendron has a very glossy green leaf. Mm-hmm. It's not variegated. And pothos, which is a cousin, has the same leaf shape, but it's usually a lighter green and oftentimes has a wider yellow variegation in it. So what's it that kind faster. of tan stem-like thing that's coming it off the It could be new leaves or it could be trying to produce flowers. Okay, I'm going to go get the plant so that you can see it because it's uh, very interesting and I don't have any idea what it's doing. Okay, so we've talked a lot this morning about houseplants. So let, let's talk about the care of houseplants for just a minute we have before the news here. Because I think a lot of people think, hey, I have to do what I did in the summer. I'm still watering this plant every five days. And they don't really need that much water in the they winter. They do not. The, in the winter, because we're cooler and there's lower light levels, the plants aren't growing. Usually, they're even though they're still not, when we say dormant, we often think they die to the ground. Tropical plants can go dormant, but they will keep their leaves. And so they're in a semi-dormant state. And so you water them every seven to 10 days, unless they're just in a very hot room with, say, the heater in there for some reason, just keeps the room warmer. You know, I have one room in my house that will set the heater to 72, but it's usually 76 or 77. So it's situational, but a general guideline is in the winter, you water houseplants every 7 to 10 days, in the summer, every 5 to 7. So that would be a regular size pop because I've noticed that I have to be very careful. Things in much smaller pots, uh, some of the new starts that I have, they still have to be watered yes, more frequently. Yes, they can than become that. root bound more quickly, and because there is far less soil volume, they will dry out more quickly. Quickly, and so if it's in a little two or three or four inch pot, those will need to be watered in the winter, even twice a week, and in the summer, maybe every day or every other day. Mm-hmm. Okay, number to call with your questions, 801-575-8255. Phone lines are open. You can also text us your questions at 57500. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.